Hey, you guys. Hey, cousins. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, I have Shima from Shima Holdings over here on our podcast, and we're going to talk trading all day. Shima, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Thank you, sis, for having me. Um, Anytime. That's the failure, that's y'all. Right. Like, I'm loving it. That's I'm right. loving it. What? Um, I'm Shima, the Wealth Solutionist, your trading plug. Um, I am a mother. I am a wife. A mother of three, y'all. Mother of three. I am a wife and uh, I'm a trader. I'm a day trader. I absolutely love trading. Um, I trade was I started trading stocks, but now I'm trading um, in prop trading. So pairs and forex and things like that. And I invest in crypto and I absolutely love sharing how to do this and showing other women, other super moms, how to actually, you know, increase their wealth and use it, use their wealth to advance themselves, but through trading. So I love that's the it. term super mom because any woman who is a mother and also as an entrepreneur, they deserve the highest of highest plaques. I struggle mm-hmm. every single day and it's just me. So I have no mm-hmm. idea how mothers actually have kids and a business and are doing all of these other amazing things and can still be sane. Sure. <laughs> the moms out there doing it. I love it. So let's talk yes. about your trading journey. Where did Shima's Holdings even begin? Um, you know, that's a good question. I really feel like it started um, before I was trading, actually, you know, because I had to build a certain discipline in myself. Did I know I was building discipline at the time? No, had no idea I was building discipline. But um, I was in an abusive marriage mm. to my marriage now. Um, terrible, terrible situation. Um, I take my accountability for it as well. You know, um, I had to grow through that. But in that relationship, messed up my credit, messed up everything. You know, I had nothing going for myself. Like I had had a panic attack at a job I was working at, had to leave the job. So it was like, you know, all these things was happening at the same time though, I was in film. So I had like an international commercial playing at the same time. So people hitting me up like, you know, Oh, shame. I seen you on TV. La 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 la. And I'm over here like in a deep, you know, you know, it was, it was just something I never even imagined for my life. Right. But it was a part of my journey for whatever reason. And I know it's for me to share my story. Right. Um, I actually started in film. I actually was a child actor. I started at like 10, 11 years old. I was signed. Um, so fast forward to now, you know, uh, or then rather left the abusive, uh, marriage. It took a while. Y'all I was in that situation for about five years. Um, when I finally, yes, girl, when God finally like gave me the a okay to let that go and move on with my life. Um, that's when I had to rebuild myself. I mean, I'm talking about self-esteem. I had to go to like a woman's group. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea that I needed a certain sisterhood support. Mm-hmm. It kind of make me believe in myself again, know who I was but and understand who I will I say it's better to have other people around you in that journey than for you to just try and fight through it and do it yourself. Having those Absolutely. other people around you, your accountability partners, people that are going to push you up every single day, your journey probably was cut, sh- cut shorter by like years when you think about mm-hmm. it in that way. So proud of you for Absolutely. actually going out and seeking help because that's important, especially when you're just getting out of that situation and it's still fresh and it's still raw. So let's keep going. Let's, I just wanted to say that. Let's just, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Cause you're right. Like you do need, you need that support, you know, to really, to re it, it, it helped rebuild me. Yes. It honestly helped rebuild me. Right. Like I was, it was, it was tough. It was tough. It was a deep, deep situation. Right. Um, but again, I didn't know I needed that, but through that, I was uh, doing some in-home supportive service for my grandmother. My grandmother is like, now she's 96. Oh. So then this is about- Yes, the grown old. Hello? Yes. Okay. 
um, she's about, so, you know, it's about eight years ago. So she was in her late eighties or something like that. So I was doing in-home service for her. I started saving y'all $5 a week. It seems really, really small, but when I had to restart and I had nothing, like literally I had no, I had to rebuild my credit, right? I had a repo. Like I had a lot of things on my credit at that time. So the most I could do was open a joint bank account, like with my mom, right? Like get on a bank account with her. Like I had to restart my life. Right. And this is from me going from corporate again to being like in the international and national commercials, like doing stuff already in the industry, but having to restart my life, finesse and failure. Right. Like nobody literally knew. About to say that finesse and failure. You you had a bad situation, but you're in you're turning it back around. So how did that end? You rebuilt yourself. You started saving five dollars a day. How long? Did you save $5 a day? Two years. I did it for two years. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that. It, I didn't know there was purpose in okay. it. Okay. Okay. You know, I was just doing it because it was like, I need to do, I need to start somewhere. I had, I still had my oldest son at that time. I had my son at the time. So I don't even know. God, he was probably like 10. I don't know. I can't even think of the numbers, <laughs> but you know, seriously, like it's, you know, so long ago, but um, probably nine, he's probably eight. I'm actually tripping. He's probably way younger, but I had a life to rebuild. I had purpose. I had a son, you know? And so it was like, let me start with this. The smallest I could do, let me do this $5 a week, right? And I did it automatically where it ended up being for two years straight. Mm -hmm. So after the two years, I was like, you know what? I did that. I did that. You know, yeah, it may come to like $200 at the end of the year, but it's more than what I had before. Correct. And a lump sum at that. So now you can take those $200 and put toward whatever else you want or something you need. So that's actually smart to start building discipline with smaller increments than just trying to, I need to save $10,000 this year. So I gotta, you know, it's a lot easier to do it. I had to, so I built to that, to the, to the bigger number. That's exactly what happened. Okay, let's talk about it. That's exactly what happened. So I did the $5 for those two years. And then I was like, you know what? Let me up it to 10, just $10, you know, a sm another small, small increase. Cause I saw that I could do $5. Okay. I was able to still live my life and do whatever I need to do. Right? right. So I upped it to $10. Right. So I did $10, I think for about another year. And then that's when I decided by this time, by this time, I, you know what, actually, maybe I did that for two years. Cause by this time I met, well, my husband now, mm -hmm. we've known each other at that point for over like 12 years. We were friends since we were kids. We just didn't date or anything. Um, so we started dating all these different things, um, got married, uh, the, the whole shebang. Um, so yeah, this had to be about two, three years after that. Okay. Okay. After the $5 and all that. And then the $10 and then. I was in, I went back to acting school or not back to school. I went to acting school because I never did acting school before. It was just, I'm like, I actually love doing this. It seemed like it was a great opportunity. So let me jump into this. Okay. Right. Cause again, my background is in film. Um, and I have like, it's so much of the story though, because I, I ended up shooting a short and that actually relieved all of that, you know, pressure. And it, it was therapeutic for okay. that abusive relationship okay. that I went through. Okay. It won, um, it won at a film festival. It played at a, at a film. It was it was a lot. It, I'm saying it's a whole lot out here. Yes, and this is after the abusive marriage. So like during this time of saving, that discipline, right? That whole time where I'm just saving money, not knowing what I'm doing. During that time, I'm writing a short film. I'm acting in other films. Like I'm doing a whole bunch during that time. But this right? is also part of your healing journey as well. If you would think about it yes. that way, okay. So you're building discipline, you're getting everything that you've been dealing with these past couple of years off your chest, and you put it into a short film. Yes. Won some awards for this short film. 
<laughs> it felt amazing to actually see what you went through in a different perspective, even though it's something that you wrote, someone else directed it, produced it, and it. I did actually. I directed it. I produced it. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, super I did the mom. Whole... Yay. <laughs> thing, and like when I say it was the response that really did something for me, right? Like when it played in the theater or whatever, we actually had a private, I have my own private premiere for it first here in LA before it got picked up for the Bronze Lens and ATL. And then it went to Toronto. So it, it journeyed, right? It, hello. Some of the biggest filming industries and areas. Are you for real? Mm-hmm. I'm dead That's serious. Dope. Yeah. That's dope. Talk about yeah. finesse and failure. Let's go. <laughs> you know, after that was a big failure too. Okay, I took yes. an L. <laughs> I took an L with that. L, but a we bounced L. back from it. So let's talk. Yes, we do. I love it. We finesse that failure for sure. And um, I ended up, uh, yeah, we went from LA. Also, it was the response I was saying that I was getting from, like the women that would come up to me after the film and really discuss, like things that they've never discussed with anyone before. Mm. You know, they really felt that they could open up and talk about like what they've gone through experiences. I mean, I've never known that many people was going through that similar situation or have gone through that similar situation. Like it was so profound, like to hear people's story and they really would like just come and share it with me, you know, like, and, and just have that, I guess the film gave them that, that space and that almost like, I'm not the only person going through this. Yes. Someone else is going through this, like literally another black woman, right, is going through this. Yeah. Like, I'm not the only one that experienced this, right? Like, it was very, very huge for me. And so, like you said, it was very therapeutic. It, it, it released a lot of, like, hurt that I didn't even know was still underneath because I was just moving, right? I'm just taking care of stuff because I have a son. I have to keep my life going. Right. I can't just, like, sit still after a situation like that. Right. I have to keep going, you know? So, and I, and I thank God, actually, for my son because that's what I'm sure that's a lot that pushed me that made me get up even days I didn't want to get up you know you know because you still go through a hurt yes. you know, even though it was a marriage, you still go through like a breakup too yep. you know that you feeling that emotion yes definitely you know could you share yourself with someone yes the, the emotions are strong you know so so fast forward to all of that so during that time span so now this is about I don't know a few years it, it was only within a few years so it seemed like it was probably five years but it wasn't right it was like, like maybe two you know two years um, but then, yeah, fast forward to my husband and I, um, we we were, yeah, got married, had our first son. That was two years after we were together. And then by 2019, I was pregnant with my daughter. And this was a depression moment, honestly. Um, I didn't know I was pregnant with her. I had just finished film um, school. So I just met all these different actors. You know, I was actually um, the lead of my, like, cohort. So... Like I was the, like, I would talk to the principal. I would talk to anybody that they had issues. I was like the liaison, okay. right? So I was like up, up, up in there in my acting, you know, school too. And so finished that. And I decided to open a, a self, a self taping service for, you know, actors so they can go come do their auditions and things like okay. that. I mean, okay. I opened the studio. I was booming. Like, I mean, I had people lined up, you know, they were uh, uh, scheduling appointments and everything. Like oh, it was just, so. it, was, it was moving. And, um, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter and that was, that's why it was a depression state for me because I felt like, you know, cause as a woman and as, you know, again, like mothers, like we already do so much. I have an oldest son at this point and I have a little toddler at that point. I think the baby was like one and a half and I'm pregnant again. And I'm like, God, my life is about to is stop that? again. I just, I have exactly. all this momentum going. I just opened up my peer studio. I'm actually doing 
fairly okay for myself right now from what I've built so far. And here I am about to stop for another, because when you're pregnant, it doesn't just stop for those nine months. After that, baby, you have to wait about, what, two years before you really jump back into your regular life. So what was going through your mind at that point? I was sad. Okay. And I was like, how, like, like it was like it was a conversation with God. I was like, so what are you telling me? Like, what do you want me to do now? Like, I mean, I get it. I'm married. You know, of course that can happen. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't on birth control. You know, I'm married. I'm not. You know, it was just like, dang. Like, I didn't know that you wanted me to to go this route, and I didn't know it was a girl at first either, right? And I'm used to having boys, so my mom telling me like, oh, you gonna have another boy? I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. So it was just. It was just a very trying time and I had to shut down my studio, mm. right, right? So, because it was like, I, well, it was a decision first, but the depression came so on so strong that I didn't even notice it was like a depression, but I just felt like, just kind of like withdrawn from everything. Mm. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go to the studio or anything. Like I had to like cancel appointments and stuff like that. It was just like, you know, people that schedule with me. Right repay them their money, all this type of, you know, refund them. And I was just like, just out of it. And so I finally, it took me about four months. I was paying rent for four months at that place. So I finally like reached out to the landlord and I was like, look, I can't do it any longer. La la la. And God made it so simple. He was so pleasant. The guy even gave me back my deposit, oh, wow. like and I broke my lease. Oh, wow. Hey, you know, it was very, very, very like it. That's why I know all of it was God. It was ordained. It was supposed to happen the way it happens. Right. right? Things are supposed to happen. When it happened. Um, finesse and failure again. Right. So, right. So I, time I let that out, go. You had the studio for four months. He let you break your lease. He gave you the deposit back. Um, how much was you paying in rent for this studio? It was like a thousand dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. You said you spent a band a month. Yep. Actually, but it was from July, like June or July. I didn't leave. My last day was like November. So like I'm saying, I I was there for a few months. And then I was like, okay, you know, after four, after maybe I was there for about six months or something. Then, or no, no, I'm putting too much time. But it was July. I can't do the math. But, you know, July to like November is like five months, something like that. And then I was like, okay, I can't do it no more. And then so, yeah, by December, I finally like paid my last. And then I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to just let it go. Okay, so what happened after that? What's next? I'm pregnant, four or five months pregnant, and I was like, God, I can't really go sit on no no set. <laughs> I can't go act, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do production work because I'm pregnant too, you know, um, what I'm gonna do? So I resorted back to my corporate world and my, I have a, two degrees. I have a um, bachelor's in organizational communications and I have an associate's in fashion design and marketing. So. I was like, okay, let me go. Yes, ma'am. Actually, I finished when I was pregnant with my oldest son. Mm. I actually finished my degree. So that was a whole nother thing, y'all. But anywho, um, what I ended up doing was looking for a job. Within two weeks, boom, I got hired, like, without even interviewing. It was like a walk-on. They saw my resume, pulled me on. I was like a temp customer support representative um, for a company called Therabody. It's like a massage therapy company. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I did that and cause I didn't, I was like, what else am I going to do? I'm just pregnant. Like I could, you know, I can at least make some money since I'm, we were, we were still living at my mother's house at the time. You know, it was just like, whatever. So I did that. And that was the month though, in December where I decided to, I want to save a certain amount. Okay. So after this was, so this, you know, journeys back to that, 
two years of doing $5 and then about a year or so doing the $10. Then it was like, you know what I want to do? I have a certain amount that I want to save. And I'm, my point is that discipline built me up to being able to now being like, oh, let me do an actual dollar amount right. for next year. You know, hopped on Pinterest, found a little calendar, and I was like, oh, $5,000 and 52 Oh, weeks. I love me some <laughs> Pinterest. I love me some Pinterest. And I, mm. I've seen those calendars, save 5000 save 1000 save 10000 20000 and it breaks it down by the weeks. So you took your yes. Pinterest calendar and you started I started saving up. Did you hit your goal? It was it was a journey to the Ooh. goal. So because <laughs> I, <laughs> I ended up, I did hit my goal though, y'all. I hit my goal, but it was a journey there because I ended up um, by March. My baby was due in April, right? So by March, I was telling them, "Hey, y'all, I'm about to leave. This is the end." So this is March 2020, y'all. This is pandemic this is year. Pandemic. We don't know it's pandemic year though yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The panorama set everyone back. Yes. Okay. No idea. Okay. And what happened was I told the job, like, hey, I'm about to go and leave. Y'all, I'm about to have the baby, right? This is the like the first week of March. And like, could you stay just a little bit longer? And I'm like, y'all, like my birthday's even March 15th. Like, I'm about to be out. Like, you know, the baby's due April. I'm tired. Like, I'm ca- it's wait. Right. Me, right. So my we we came to an agreement my last day being March 13th. Ended up being a Friday, right? And so um, that day comes. This is my last day. Uh, actually, I'll back up about a week before that. I was like, so what am I going to do being at home mm-hmm. with the baby? Right. Like now what? And instantly my mind said, oh, the stock market. Right. So I was like, oh, OK. Like, yeah, I, I was always interested in it since I was literally like 19. Like when I first came across T-Mobile, I was like, "Ooh, I want to buy stock in T-Mobile. Don't know how. Don't know what. Anything about it. Just know that's what I wanted to do. Right. But. I, and I didn't even venture into it, didn't even look into it. I had no idea, right? So um, whatever the case, that's what the, the thought came in. Oh, I could, you know, do stocks or whatever. So um, fast forward to March 13th, and the company had this big meeting and was like, hey, everybody, we're going remote because of the pandemic, right? I'm like, I could have been working remote. Y'all told me I couldn't. So, you know, that's why I decided to leave, right? So um, whatever the case, left the company. But within like the very next week, I had like a couple hundred dollars saved. I didn't know the market was crashing at this time. Okay. Cause again, I don't know anything about the market, but I happened to open my cash app account and I saw that you can buy stocks. I remember that. I remember during that time period when COVID had just started hitting and everybody was like going either remote, people were being like laid off cause they didn't know what was going on. They were in that limbo state of, do I have a job? Do I not? And between yep. Instagram and Twitter, Stock trading, forex, day trading, all these things you could do from your home were starting to affiliate marketing. Off. Affiliate marketing, all of that stuff yep. started to pop off because people were looking for another source of income. They were trying to figure out how yep. how I'm how to make this money by tomorrow. You know? So yep. I remember this. Yep. I remember Cash App sent a notification. And I had Robinhood downloaded already because I was looking at, you know, day trading and option trading and I bought an ebook. Okay. So I remember having it downloaded already. I never used it until probably like some weeks after I read the actual ebook, trying to get a gist of everything. But I know the notification you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, it was. It was just like it was. It was random. I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> you guys have stocks, right. okay?" Because no stocks. one knew that. And like you said, no. Because why would we? We're on. I mean, I'm not in stocks. Like I'm literally only like we used to play 
we had even started playing, you know, people during Facebook, they were having like bingo and certain games you can play. You can send money yeah. to Cash App. So we was doing all kinds of stuff, you know, just because we were yep, at home, we had you know, time. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do. So I had the baby right in April. Oh, I took, that's what I did. I took $300 from my savings. Cause remember we saving money, right. we had money saved. So, okay, boom, let me take 300 off of this and just throw it into the market. Cause you know, oh, I'm gonna pick, you know, really good companies that I know and I believe in. I'm like, I can't believe they were so cheap. I'm like, why is this so cheap? Like, you know, I didn't know anything, but I saw, I think American Express, I saw Hertz rent a car and like um, either General Electric or one of them, my hair's right here, General Electric or one, or one of them. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get these $300 in each one. That's what I'm going to do, right? I mean, I got it, whatever, you know? So uh, April 4th came, had the baby and everything. Um, near the end of April, the company reaches back out to me and they're like, hey, Shima, what are you doing? We would like to bring you on, you know, higher pay, a higher a job title. And I was like, well, I'm at the house. I ain't doing nothing. And I still wasn't deep mm -hmm. into stock shit. I just had bought in. I wasn't even like paying attention to it. It okay. was just there because like... I didn't know anything about it. Didn't even know what I was doing. So um, fast forward to about um, May. Oh, I started in May, like the first week of May. Um, by June, they had reached out to me again to give me another position in higher pay. So now I was a quality assurance manager. That's what they were reaching out to me for, from being a senior customer support. Okay. Right. So then from, yeah, right. Girl, they're just pushing me up. Give me more money. I'll okay, take fine. It. All right, cool. I'll take it. Then I happened to wake up and look at my stock account and Hertz was up. I was, I put a hundred dollars in. Remember I was up about $300 in profit. We love to see right. some, we love to wake up the money. We, we love, love to, to wake, wake up, up the to money. money. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I know it. Like I knew I was picking the right companies. I knew that I, you know, these are really longevity businesses that's been in business for a very long time. I knew I knew what I was doing, and it started dropping at that very moment. Like as soon as you know, as soon as you think you know something, the market yep, will crumble you real quick. Okay, and it start falling. I maybe had got out with like ninety dollars profit that's from still being up ninety more dollars than what you started with. It's 90 more than what I started with. But you know what that did to me? It made me realize, okay, I need to figure out and mm -hmm. learn what this is. I need to really understand what is happening because, granted, I can't just be sitting my money somewhere and I don't know what's going on. Because, you know, they have the stash app. Acorns and, um, and digit. Acorn region. A little bit of money, right? But, like, I'm in, you know, cash app thinking I'm in a real, you know, stock thing. I'm like, I need to figure right. out what this is. You know what I'm saying? So, also, by this time... Um, my husband's co-worker needed a place to stay. We had a back house that my brother stayed in. And so I pulled all of my money out of my savings at this point. This is half of the year. So I was at like 3000 something dollars. I basically pulled out all of that money. Um, my husband pulled some off of his 401k. And then I actually took like a couple thousands from my regular paycheck, right? All of this to build a back house. And my mom gave, I think, maybe like a mm -hmm. thousand or something or whatever, because it came to like nine thousand some dollars total when we were done. But we built a full back house, like tore down what was back there and like fully remodeled. Like, so this was a whole like rehab job too that I ended up doing. And I didn't know that this was adding to my a multiple source of income. This was adding to my okay. MSI plate, right? Um, at the time, had no idea. It was just like, oh, a friend, you know, needed something done. We got the money. Let's pull it together and do that. So mind you, I just emptied my savings yep. that we were saving, right? Um, but it was for a, a better purpose. He needed a place to stay. So that's what we did. Um, so we did that during that time. And also my stock went up and fell. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And that's when I started looking into um, 
Like I was on Facebook groups. I was all on YouTube University. So I started already drafting like my own kind of like strategy of now day trading, right? I didn't know that I was even stepping into day trading. I was just figuring out ways to, because I'm looking at stuff that I'm buying. I'm like, well, I want to get in and get out. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make money off of this. I don't want to just sit and hold. That that was like three months till that popped. I was like, mm, I want something, yeah. something faster. Like you said, we need something faster, right? And so by this time, I was on Robin Hood. Like you said, so you start graduating, cash right? Cash like, Robin okay, Hood. Cash you might, oh, what's the mm -hmm. other one? Cash at Robin um, Hood. Weeble. Weeble. I went to Weeble, TD yeah. Ameritrade, E-Trade, you know, all of them. They start, you start... It's like once you step out into something, then all the right. doors you start slowly opening, graduate up, right? up, 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 yeah. up. So yeah, I definitely get that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what ended up happening. So I went from the cash app to graduate to Robin Hood and then eventually graduated from Robin Hood to um, Weeble and TD Ameritrade. So the Thinkorswim platform. And then from there, even opened mm. an E-Trade account, but realized E-Trade really wasn't for me. And I ended up just settling with Weeble and Thinkorswim. Now, mind you, Weeble was very advanced. And I even told my husband, because he had introduced me to that, and I was like, uh-uh, mm -mm, the chart is crazy. That's just too much. I can't even, mm -mm, that's too much. I don't even know what it is. I had no idea about technical analysis, fundamental analysis. Like, I knew none yes. of this stuff. When I tell you, and you say that Weeble is complex, when I first started using Robinhood, I couldn't read a chart to save my life. I didn't know. I, I didn't know what that meant. I read an ebook, and yes, I understood the material. But when it comes down to real world practice, what does this even mean? Like, why? Why am I breaking it down by the week? Why? Why can't I see about a day? Why can't I see about a minute? And then right. I was introduced. Well, right. Yeah, I was introduced into forex hereafter, and the chart for forex was okay. in a shorter time period because you're getting in and getting out, and it's a lot faster yeah. for you to make money or lose money depending on what your what pairs you're trading and you know how you actually analyze the chart and everything else i realized a long time ago maybe three or four months into me forex trading that i didn't have the attention to detail that i needed in order to continue mm -hmm. and i probably would never and it's I mean, it's something you probably can train your brain for but i just didn't have the time yeah i worked a full-time job i was a bartender i worked at nighttime and I was sleep halfway during the day. Like, I just yeah. didn't have time to keep analyzing a chart every 20 to 30 minutes to see what was going on. So Weeble, yeah. complex, Robinhood, complex, but I can read a Forex chart. <laughs> she likes somebody <laughs> making it make one sense. One together for me. I don't get it. I don't understand. But it's also, I think, because when I read the ebook, it wasn't a lot of hands-on training. Versus when I was doing okay. the forex trading, I had like four or five people on my phone. Did y'all just see that? Or look at, you know, yeah. uh, I forget what the, the pairs are for gold, but the pairs for gold, you see how fast, how volatile they are. And you would mm -hmm. just pick up on certain things like that. So maybe that's why I ad adapted to it a lot easier, but by no means do I think it's mm -hmm. easy. <laughs> by no means. It takes a Discipline, see, and, and that's where my discipline came in also, right? Like from all of that discipline, it led me to with really tuning in to knowing that, okay, I want to do this because I saw mm -hmm. how that popped, right? I'm like, okay, it looks like I can make some money off of this, but how can I really make money off of this? And so to your point of like your ebook, Riley, start finding different things that allowed you to open up and learn more about it, right? I ended up, um, like I said, going into Facebook groups and just like, 
chatting mm-hmm. with other people, right? And it, it's just miraculously how, again, when you go towards something, Correct. more comes towards you, right? It's just like a universal kind of like, I don't know, you know, rule or whatever, you know, like when you go towards something, yes. it comes towards you, right? And so as I was stepping into there, going into those rooms, uh, look, so any, and then any question you would have, boom, run to, run to YouTube. What's the RSI? You know, what's the MACD? You know, all these different things. What's the VWAP? You know, like I'm finding out what all this stuff is because my mind is trying to just gravitate towards it all. And then we're still remote, right? I'm working from home. So like I had actually a lot of time to do this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, or I made the time, I guess you would say, um, cause I am so <laughs> mom, but I made sure I was like, I was getting, so this was me getting up, girl, I was getting up at like, I was up at what? I was catching the pops at like 1 a.m. Because I'm on PST, right? So I'm on the West Coast. Yes, I was trading at 1 a.m., then taking a nap at 2 a.m., then getting back up at like 5, 6 something. Yeah, it was that real. Like, it was that real, okay? And so, um, but I ended up coming across a guy named Chris Johnson, um, and he had, he was talking about stocks. He was always talking about stocks. And I'm like, well, who is this guy? What's he talking about? Right. So I was following him, started following him on Twitter. And then this is during the time when they were doing this all this yes. Twitter engagement and we start doing affiliate marketing and all, you know, the whole money, yes. money, money, Twitter, Twitter. Money, Twitter. money, Twitter, right next money to LLC Twitter, Twitter and black yes, money, Twitter. Yes. And yeah, yes. you see what I'm saying? All that was like popping, right? This was that summer of 2020. And so I ended up um, seeing, I went to his Instagram as well because he would do stories and really like break down the stuff that he's talking about, like how to find um, how to find different tickers, rather how to find tickers. And like, you know, he had a certain strategy that he was breaking down as well. And it was sort of similar to mine. So I was like, okay, let me see what he's talking about. And I found Mm -hmm. out he had a course and it was called um, Stock Mm -hmm. Market Gems, $40 course. And I was like, I mean, you know, I need to invest in myself. Why not? Why not? Like, I. I'm trying to get some information. He seemed to offer it forty dollars. Let me go on. Forty dollars is forty dollars. So I'm I'm forty dollars. Go ahead. Let me see what this boy's talking about. (laughs) So I dropped the forty dollars and um it was an excellent course because it really just opened my eyes to like the difference between trading and investing, right? The difference between stocks and bonds. Like it was just a lot of like overall information. I believe he covered his strategy like a little bit, but it was just more so like definitions and different things of like words and terminology that you're going to hear in the market. So it's just like, like a basic overview of right. the stock market, right. basically, right? Um, like understanding the accumulation and then distribution and then, you know, the the um, the di- uh, accumulation again, like it was just breaking down all these different things that I just had no idea about, you know, because I'm just new into the stock market. I'm just barely putting a strategy right. together, you know, so... I made that money back that same week, like four times over the amount, right? So it was just like, okay, this seemed like this, this click, something was clicking, right? But again, every time you think you got it under control, boom, you get humbled. Something, something new come around. There's something <laughs> else that's going to teach you what you didn't know before. So, what you didn't know before. And you got, and so the key is right. to stick with it though. Like, don't give up when that moment comes where you're getting humbled or where like you feel like, you thought you had it together, but right. now it's like you don't. Like, that's the finesse and failure right there. Like, you right. got to keep going. You got to take it in and be like, okay, this just wrecked my world. What am I going to do in order to fix it? Am I going to piece it back together? How can, can I, I piece it back forward? together for it to be even better than it was before? Yes. So when you yes. said Chris Johnson, I knew his name sounded familiar. I actually follow him on Instagram. And I was pulling up my courses on Gumroad because I remember buying one of his courses. But the course I bought from him was more along the lines of 
how to make money on social media. Like this is before making money on social media was an actual thing. So I had this whole manual. Yes. He was on everything before he it was knew. popping. He had the key to life. He had the key to life. Yeah. For real, for real. He did. And I was sitting there looking at this course and I'm like, okay, I actually finished this entire course. I listened to the Zoom meeting that he had and everything. And had I started implementing what he was talking about in that course when I bought it, I would be a lot further. Um, but I yep. think that goes to say there's a lot of power in execution versus power in knowledge because I had this course for the last Absolutely. Like, three, four years now. Yep. But I didn't execute on the course. So yep. I'm still where I was three or four years ago. Yep. So people always say, you yep. know, there's knowledge and power. No, there's knowledge and execution of what you know. So yes, you got to take action. I always teach my, my students and my clients is about taking intentional action too, right? Not, not just, just, not just, just jumping in and right. swimming. Not just, not just setting a goal, actually being intentional. And I also teach intentional goals and intentional. I actually am building a course on intentional goals there's no point in you setting oh i want to lose five pounds okay well do you know why you want to lose five pounds is it because you just don't fit in your pants no more or are you just trying to live a healthier life you know all of these things go into you right. setting intentional goals and intention building your life absolutely. around intention is super important period absolutely um, all right so period. personal development is obviously really big for both of us and investing in ourselves yeah. um so other than the courses that you purchased over the last you know couple years in order for you to start trading and actually understand and know what you're doing versus just throwing money into the stock market. Anything else that you do personal development wise that helps you on your journey? Um, so you said uh, besides courses, um, like I said, YouTube university, that's really, really big for me. Like and like I said, the more you move towards things, the more like your brain gets joggled and you, you just start having yep. your own questions. And so boom, I would ask questions and then boom, go look it up. I have books. I love reading books, right? Like my husband actually recommends books a lot. Cause he, so he was really, really mm -hmm. deep in stocks too. And he was, he read like, I don't know, probably over 50 books. I feel like in like just stock mm. trading alone, you know, um, he introduced me to Tim Sykes. So we ended up getting a Tim Sykes course and Tim Sykes teaches like trading mm. penny stocks. And that's when I saw even more money that you can make really quickly in a smaller time frame, And I was just like head over heels with that, you know? And so, um, I, we would read books, um, interviews. I get on YouTube and watch people interviews, people that have gone right. before me. You have to like find someone that have knocked down these doors already. Right. And like, not that you have to emulate what they do, but just pick up. I always have this mantra of, um, embrace what resonates, but discard Ooh. the rest. Right. So like when you're on your, I like that. right. When you're reading, when you're watching stuff, embrace whatever resonates with you. Like, let it hit you. Let it land on you, you know, and feel it, understand it. But then, it, and if it doesn't, it's cool. Like, just discard it. Like, push it to the side. But the stuff that stick, it will help because now this is you building your edge. Your edge in trading is so huge, right? It's understanding who you are. It's understanding what works for you. Everything that a guru teach is not for you. It's not going to help you. Every single thing, if you follow everything that they do, that's not you. So it's not going to work for you that way. I literally just had this conversation with someone else. Showing up as authentically who you are and going your own route. Yes. You know, and uh, I was watching this podcast and the lady was talking about consistency on social media. And she mm -hmm. said, people will always tell you or gurus or, you know, people who make money on Instagram will always tell you, you need to be consistent. You need to post three 
a day. Yes. You need to post seven stories. You need to make sure you post a reel a day. And that's not really, yes, that's consistent, but is it going to be comfortable for you? And are you going to keep doing it if it's yes. not comfortable for you? Maybe comfortable for you is posting right. one time a day, a couple of stories because they're quick and then going about your day and you're consistent right. in that way. Consistency doesn't have to be this yes. quantitative number. You know, it doesn't have to be this one thing right. that everybody does universally. It's something that fits you, fits your schedule. Like as a mom, I bet it's hard to post on social media three times a day and 18 stories. That's what I did by weekly lives. I decided when I heard them saying, oh, you do a live every week, right? Or some of them do it every day and all that. But you, literally it was like, you need to do a live a week. And da, da, da. I was no like, y'all look, mm, for um, I can do that. No one has time no, for that. No, I can do by weekly lives. Cause I feel like it, I have the time. Like, and it, you have to plan those things out. Like you said, as a mom, like, I needed time to myself. I can't sit here and just like sit at this oh, computer. All the kids running around this house. You think I got time? You think I got time to run around on a <laughs> once a week? No, I don't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I even, that's why I even want to. We'll get to that. But I even went on a whole hiatus, like last the end of last year. So the last like six months, it was just to myself. Didn't know I was going to do that. It just happened, and I was doing biweekly lives from like last March or something, all the way till mm -hmm. till August. And I just like stopped because God was like, time okay, time, <laughs> time to chill. Time, time for a break. So yeah, we ended up, um, so that year I do want to say we hit the goal. What happened was I started trading OTC and um, I raised my account. My own money putting in over time was about $2,400, okay. $2, right? Um, in October, September, October, I think it was, boom, I hit like $5,000. That was my goal. And I was like, oh my God. And I was actually, it was a blend of day trading and swing trading, but like one day swing trading. Cause it, the market tends to move, right? It has different moments, it, you know, where it'll be trading this certain way where this will pop it, right? This will be the catalyst for it. Like sometimes it'll be news, right? Sometimes it'll be, I don't know, the CEO is, is right. stepping down, right? It's like different catalysts that'll, that'll, you know, kind of deter the, the, the market. Like it'll do different things, right? It'll give it a certain direction. And so at that time, the sentiment was, I can get in on a Friday night and it pop on Monday and I exit mm -hmm. in the high, right? Before it, it fall back down or reset, whatever it's going to do, I don't even care. I just cared about right. my pop, right? Get in on Friday, pop on Monday, make my money. I did that and made up to, I made $5,000. And I was like, damn, I was like, I, my goal was 5,000 this year. I spent 3,000 by half the year. And just in the stock market alone, I was able to make $5,000. Again, I put my own about 2,200 in there. But from there, I made 5,000. Right after that, like I said, and the market humbles you. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. Because it's going to rip it. It's going to rip the Band-Aid off. And I was down to $1,900. Like literally within like a few days. And I was like, what? You know, my first thought though was, yep. what did I do wrong? What can I do differently? That is the mindset to have. Instead of, I can't believe this just happened to me. What yeah. did I not do in order to keep the momentum going? What did I not see? Was I too happy yeah. with my success that I just yes. let everything else slide by? Or did it just happen because the market, I wasn't paying attention? What What did I do in this situation? That's why you, they say, never let your car know when you got money. Never let Hello? your car know when you got money. Because as soon as you got some money, it's taking it. <laughs> Every nickel and yes. dime in your car. Never yes. let your car know you had I'm telling Never you. let the stock market know you had a good day. 
that you had a good trading day. Don't, don't tell it. What? Don't even whisper. Like, let it go. End the day. End the session and be done. Something told me then, okay, all right. Something's not right. I mean, I had whatever going and now, you know, this happened. What's going on? This is before I was actually journaling too. I wasn't journaling like I should, right? Like at all. Like, um, but I, you know, I learned over time that is like huge in this. You have to journal. Okay. Um, so I lost it though. Um, and then again, that was the thought, how can I readjust? What do I need to do? And, um, so got back on the horse, ended up, you know, changing up the strategy, you know, doing a little bit more swing trading. I ended the year, this was now November. I ended up ending the year at 6,400. So I actually surpassed my goal. Yeah. So I did that in like a few months, like November to the end of December. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, I'm here for the win. So let's, let's do a quick summary. Yeah. 2,200 to 5,000. 5,000 back to 1,900. 1,900 back to 64. That's a win. Without adding. So no more money being added. Without adding back. You just flip that 1,900 Mm -hmm. back up. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay. My next question is, when Mm -hmm. you had that small, you know, what did I do wrong? What did you do immediately to figure out what you did wrong from the 5,000 to 1,900? I closed okay. everything. Like I was, I was, I was, I was in the red, and I just closed it. It was just like okay, and I think that's when probably I kind of saw that when it was pulling back, I needed to exit sooner. You know, cut your losses. That was the thing. That was the main thing during that time. I wasn't big on cutting my losses mm-hmm. fast, right? It was like oh, it's gonna go back up. Like oh, it, oh, it'll pull back. You know, whatever the case. Instead of like. And then even messing up my strategy where, okay, I get in on this day. I need to exit in the high, getting greedy. I was going to go the other day when a little higher, right? Let me stay in. Though then when it doesn't go the way you want it to go and it falls back and then it falls more and then it falls more. And, and you keep like, falling, you it's just $6 left it. in this account. <laughs> yes. Exit. Exit. I, account. I would not be able yes. to exit. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not good, good at trading. I watch it too much. And as soon as it hits that, da- if, mm-hmm. if it goes down like 36 cent, um, okay, 36 minus a dollar, I got <laughs> this much left. All right, exit. I am that person. I will not yep. wait it out. I do not like seeing my money mm-hmm. lost. I do not like losing money. And I don't think that my mindset is ready to see that type of loss. If I would have taken $5,000 down to 1900 I would have been into a very deep, dark depression. <laughs> no one would, would have been able to get me out of it. That's a lot of money. And for, oh, I don't, I can't do you, it. You know, what, you know what sort of messed me up with that too? Um, was I had this mindset because from there, when I made 64, by January, I made like 12,000. It kept doubling. By February, I was at like 24. Like by March, I was at $30,000, right? And what had happened, and y'all have the receipts. Don't trip, <laughs> I got the receipts. What had happened was I had this mentality that this was house money. I didn't even like accept and own that it was my money that I had That's made. actually a really good state to be in. Like thinking about it now. Oh, this money was just given to me. All I put in was the twenty two hundred, and this is what I have now. So, this. But I'm saying that's what, that's what kind of messed me up, though. Afterward, so by the time I got to thirty thousand, right, the when March first hit, that first day, boom, I was down three thousand. 
So I just hit 31 and like, boom, it was like a drop, just like a quick drop in the market. And I was quick down 3,000. Three bands? Three bands. Yeah, because <laughs> so I was swinging stuff, right? So I was in trades. <laughs> Yeah, so that was about, and at this time, I'm trading like 10 to 15 tickers at a time, y'all. It, it got insane. That's a lot to keep up with, right? And this is not Forex. This is just regular individual stock, like, you know, in OTC, though. I was in OTC. I'd even trade, I traded a few NASDAQs or whatever, but it was mainly OTC. And so, but this is the time when the market was shifting. The market sentiment was about to shift again, Right. And boom, dropped down. It was down $3,000. You have three bands, like, in, in that one trade in intraday. One day. Without me doing anything. I, my, hey, I don't know what's happening. Close it. It's ending now. <laughs> <laughs> no. But see, the mentality I had was that this is house money. I wasn't thinking, like, I just earned, I made all this money. I need to exit everything. I wasn't thinking mm -hmm. like that, right? And so, like, back in the day when I made the 19 to... Um, 19 to 60 to 6,400, it was like, okay, this is working. This is swinging. And I was swinging and it was working. It was the market sentiment at the time. So by January, I think a few times I added maybe a couple hundred just to add to some of the positions I was in. And then boom, it was taken off. It was, so this was during the bull market, y'all, where like you could just throw in $20 and it was running. Okay. Like stuff was even crypto, everything was running. Like it was just, it was an insane time. So this is now the ending of 2020 and beginning of 2021. It was just an insane time. And a lot of us, you know, again, started the market during then. I don't like to think of me as like a pandemic trader because when I started, I didn't know the pandemic yeah. was happening. But, you know, I started during that time, March 2020. So whatever the case, like, um, this was a bull run. And we're not paying attention to, like, the market sentiment right. is going to shift. Stuff is going right. to you know? And so, yes, I ended up losing about 6,000, right? Like, cause 3,000 one day, then 3,000 the very next day. Yeah, it was going quick. And then it was messing with my mentality. Yes, girl, because I was like, wait, I was just at 30,000. And I couldn't let go of the number of 30,000 because my goal was 60,000. I was working with a, a group mm -hmm. at the time. Um, I was one of the leads in the group. It was like me and five other, four or four other guys. Me, me, three other guys, and one guy was like the lead. He's the one who brought us all together, right? We were we were actually teaching other traders at that time, and all this by this time, I'm really good at charts already, y'all. I'm like technical analysis. Okay. That's me. What like not really fundamental analysis because I wasn't. I would read, you know, up on all the stuff or whatever. But I was my thing was technical analysis. Like I was good on charts. Like I mean, a one on charts. Like people would come to me for you know showing them different things on the chart. So whatever the case, um. So this type of the stuff we were teaching, you know, people in the group and how to swing and stuff like that. But what I found out in that group, what I didn't really like was the gentleman didn't teach risk mm. management, right? And that's actually one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing in trading. Is I remember risk, one risk of management. the first, actually, like, because I did the whole Forex, but I did it differently. With Forex, I signed up under someone who signed up under somebody else. But I will say the group that I signed up under, it was at first, when I signed up, it was about 50 people. But when I tell y'all we had literally every single day there was a different call to learn something, you were not just getting in. Yeah. They were not just recruiting you to say, you know, they recruited you. They were trying to keep you in the game. Like they wanted you to actually learn. Yeah. So there were, I think that I signed up that Saturday or Sunday. And that following Monday or Tuesday, I was on a call. We were on a Zoom. 
and they were talking about risk management and when you need to cut your losses, you know, when you can hold it, mm -hmm. like you don't want to just blow your account. And I remember I blew my account the second week I put $5 in the account. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think that's going to be enough for me to play with. It wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't mm -hmm. paying attention. It yeah. wasn't. And literally I blew my account. I was upset and I was like, all right, I think that's going to be it for me. But we hopped on calls, hopped on calls, hopped on calls. But risk management was one of the calls they kept reiterating. Like we would add a different five to 10 members a, a week and they'd be like, okay, we saw my risk management today. Do y'all have some yep. dis discipline? Do y'all have self-control? Yeah. So risk management is something that should be taught, especially when you're trading with volatile pairs, when you're trading period, yep. honestly, but within the Forex market, yep. you definitely want to be careful because like you said, a quick dip is three bands. Yeah. When your account's that high, yes. And some of us, especially like now I'm trading mm -hmm. prop, right? So yeah, that's possible in prop trading too, because you know, we're getting these higher leverage yep. accounts. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, in one trade you can lose three thousand dollars straight up. Like and, I mean, you shouldn't and I don't <laughs> I don't know how I would actually be alive or how I would deal with losing three thousand dollars. And I bet it happened quick, like within ten minutes. So, so that one was, it was the full okay. day, right? It was like a, it was that day of trading, but you're right though. It can absolutely happen within minutes. It doesn't, it doesn't have to take long, right? Like now, especially now trading pairs and all these different things, right? Forks and stuff. When the news come like today, I'm trading gold and I'm saying it's to me, it's more of a manipulation mm -hmm. type of thing. Not to, not to knock it, but the news is supposed to drop at seven, right? Like they're supposed to release the news at 7 a.m. my time, right? The news you don't even get to read it and it's the, the, the stock is dropping. They press a button and it's going down. I mean like 200, 400, 600 pips. Uh, oh, it, 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 did, it went off. I heard what you said. Oh, like I was saying like two to two to 400, 600 pips yep. is down, right? Like, cause they press a button. Like it's, it's not literally, no one read the news. I didn't read it what it just said. Dropped. You just pressed it. It just dropped. It just dropped. So that's how, yes, 3,000, you can lose it like that if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't understand what's happening in the market. And that's why every single night before I go to sleep and in the morning, I'm double checking the news. I'm on the economic calendar and I'm seeing what news is happening. I will okay? say like, it's that huge. is another thing they were really big on in that group. You had to download a minimum of four apps. One was the app you traded on and the other three were news outlets. And See? they were like, turn your notifications on. Um, you need to be checking these apps every 20, 30 minutes, like set your alarms, because as soon if you're trading one of the pairs that they're talking about or they drop news on is going to affect how your trade is going to go. So Absolutely. It, it was mandatory. You didn't have a choice because they went over the news with you on some of their calls. They asked you about, you know, what you saw, like communication wise. I will say people think Forex is a scam. It can be. If you don't use it, like it can be if you don't use it to your advantage, if you don't go to the calls, if you don't read up on the knowledge, if you don't go in your portal to actually be educated on it and you just another number, then, yeah, it, you, you, it's a scam. It's a scam because you're not taking advantage of the education that they're actually putting out there for you. Like uh, what's, what's the yep. company called? It's the biggest MLM there is in the world. Well, and so I've never actually trade. I've so I've never been in any of these groups, like forex groups. I don't know anything about this, like besides like Lucky yeah, besides you. like forex. <laughs> you know, besides them reaching out to you, the scams, you think right? Like, oh, I trade forex. You know, I can teach you how to you know drop in whatever, whatever. Like I've always shunned away. Like, you know, this, this like, you know on, on Twitter, yeah. like this on Twitter. 
I was dodging any forex, anything. But now, you know, when I started this trading the pairs journey, which was last, um, this was September, mid-September of 2022. What are we, 23? Yeah, 2022. It kind of even fell in my lap, right? Like, because I just, at the time, oh, so OTC slowed down. This was the year in 2021. OTC was slowing down really, really bad, right? People losing money, people getting out. You know, I had to, like, cut my losses, too. Like, let me get up out of here, right? right? Um, and so move over to some small caps. So I was over in NASDAQ trading a little bit, you know, but I was just using my own money and I, I still wasn't seeing like the market was down. And at this time, I never shorted a stock in my life. Right. I had only um, went long in a stock. So meaning you guys, I only went upward. Right. I only like rolled up. I never traded downward ever. So it was just like, you know, seeing the market going down, most of the good opportunities was going right. down. Any of the small pop up, it was like a bull trap. You get in, they cut you out. And you you know, so I was losing a lot of money during that year, too, because a lot of it was going down and I, and I didn't trade the other way. Then when me training my own money, I was under the PDT rule. So if you're under twenty five thousand dollars, you can only trade three times within a five day period. And these so, are like your day trades. These are like your day trades. So you can only really swing, right? Like, or you do one trade a day or something like, you know what I'm saying? It was very, it's very, very tight with the certain platforms. That's the PDT rule. So at this point, of course, I'm under 25,000 because, you know, the stock fail, stock fail, you know, like, so I'm back under 25,000 and I'm like, oh my God, I was just over it. Now I'm below it. And now I can't trade, you know, more than right. once a day. But it makes you very strategic, right? It makes you like make sure, okay, I only have this amount of trades. I need to make sure I'm taking the best setup available, right. right? So you have to make sure your strategy is on point so you can actually recognize when your setup appears, right? So it's just it, it made me a stronger trader at that time. But again, I'm like the market was so down. I mean, a lot of people were leaving the market. Like people couldn't handle the pressure of what was happening. What did I do? Turn to some books. I started studying again. If you want to hide some golden information, <laughs> and I'm going to always say this, put it in a book. book. <laughs> put it in a book. People are allergic put to it reading. People are, do not pick up a book. If you want to hide any information that will make somebody a millionaire tomorrow, put it in a fucking book. It Give a it book. a boring cover. Put a white man on the front of it. They're not going to read it. Yep. They're not going to pick it up. You could tell them this This yep. is the key to success. This is what you need in order to be a millionaire tomorrow, and they will not pick that book up. We're going to fast forward to the book, too. The Instant Millionaire. This is going to be our finesse and failure read of the week. This is going to be our read of the <laughs> okay. week. The Instant Millionaire. And it's actually, you can, so you can, yeah, you can purchase it. I just, I just found out you can purchase it on Amazon or you can listen to it on Audible, actually. I am an Audible girl. Or, I'm a t I am, I am me an Audible too. girl. I don't have enough time to sit down and read a book, but I will listen to it while I'm doing things and it will, it will soak in that way. Me too. As a super mom too, girl, look, Audible is, so, and this one is, is actually free on YouTube too. So now you can find it on YouTube and it's just, it's F-R-E-E. Free ninety nine. Okay. Girl, they can charge because people do not want. They don't take advantage of the free stuff. They don't take. They don't take they advantage don't. of the free stuff. You know what? I was saying with YouTube. So this book is so good. They make it like, you know how they used to talk. How they used to talk about what is it? The secret. The secret. The secret. So like with this, they will like delete it off of YouTube, and you got to go, you know, refine it again. That's literally to me how good the book is. Like my links, the links I have saved of it. It will delete. I will go to listen to it again because now I've listened to this book about four times and I will go to listen to this book and it will be gone. 
Okay. Like, and I have to go find it again. So now I was like, okay, girl, go ahead and buy the book and get it on Audible. I said, I am, I'm gonna do that. But whatever the case, the instant millionaire and like this book, I read, so I read this book last year. This is in 2022 after again, 2021, again, I was, you know, reading and just uh, tuning myself into, you know, whatever I can with stocks, again, interviews and stuff like that. And then this is the year actually, so I retired myself. I quit my job that I was working at in December, 2021. And I just, it was a full throttle of believing in myself and teaching people the market, the stuff that I knew. I started doing webinars, free webinars. I started my first webinar was like December, I don't know, 14th or something of 2021. And I did a webinar on trading versus investing. And this was my first like, step into the whole you know coaching this is so this is where the wealth solution is and off the charts code was starting to be birthed okay. like i was in labor with these two this persona and like you know my whole empire right didn't know it but that's what i was stepping into because you know off the charts was coming and i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know she was being born i swear it was just like i need to since i had first started trading in 2020 i was trying to i I had, I started a Facebook group. I was trying to teach people all the stuff that I was learning. I said, let's learn mm -hmm. together free of charge. But like we're saying, people don't take advantage of free stuff. They don't, they don't value. Va and I, thank you for saying that. They don't value free stuff. It could be the same information. Somebody's charging you $6,000 on the road, but because I'm giving it to you for free, you don't want it. You don't think it's enough information. You think it's invaluable and it's not. And won't take it action. Won't. They won't take intentional action. And that's what was I happening. E I'm trying to teach people. I bought an ebook. I actually See? bought the ebook. Had the information inside. It was nineteen dollars, and I didn't value the information. Yes. Wow. Wow. I didn't. Because and then also when it's so when it's a, a smaller price like that too, we think it's cheap. Yep. We think the information right. ain't even good. Let's do this real quick. Mm, cool. Yes. But this this is information that could change. No intention. Exactly. No intention. No. Yes, I had the right idea, no but no motivation. Yeah. Nothing. Just. Yeah. All right. We'll look at that a little bit later. Because mm -hmm. I spent twenty dollars. It ain't twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Exactly. And we mess ourselves up. You know, it's a it's a mentor called Myron Gold, and he talks about this. He had this whole um, uh, interview when he was talking about how you know we'll what do we want to do? We want to like put value on what Prada and Gucci and all this stuff, right? It's just a name brand. It's a designer name brand. That's it, right? But we won't value our own investment in ourselves because like you said maybe it's twenty dollars maybe it's a hundred dollars right like it's not a, it's not enough to really use the information right. so we devalue it actually yep you know what i mean like so I, girl i forgot where we were but <laughs> <laughs> i get so into this stuff because i really want other people to see their own value Literally. and the importance of investing in themselves that's why i had came up so my 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 actual freebie that i ended up coming up with was six steps to investing mm -hmm. in you it was teaching people how to invest in themselves this is free i get this out for free you know what i'm saying like but again this came birth from this whole um 2021 market was going down i had to start teaching myself other things all over again by 2022 my husband kept trying to get me into options i was like i don't like options. i don't like options <laughs> I had bought a course in 2020. How about that? On options. A guy that I had met on Money Twitter, super cool. He, you know, traded options, very, very, you know, good at it too. He's been trading for over like 15 years or something. Course was like 70 bucks or something. Never took it. Like you saying, right? Never took it. 
I just had I just had the uh, the course on the side because I was like, oh, I don't trade that. I don't need to learn it. But I bought it. I didn't take the course to 2022. Two years, two years later. later. Two years later. And when I say it was like, it's one of the best options courses that I've ever, I don't even, and I've never been in options. I was making money in options from taking mm. the course. Like I was making good money in options. But as I say. was making money, mm, y- yes, right? And after I was making money though, my thought was, I need more leverage. Yep. I said, because I can actually do this, and but I need I need more leverage so I can make more money. I need more, ca- I need more access to capital. Mm. And that's when um, the uh, prop trading fell into my lap. Because literally, I just oh, I said that into the into the world. Just I was like, I need more leverage. I need more capital. And next thing I know, boom, the prop trading fell into my lap in September. But just right before that, you know, I was doing my my webinars, the investing uh, trading versus investing. I did that in December. I quit my job that December. By January, it was like a wing and a prayer. <laughs> I put in a two week, my company played me. I put in a two week notice and that like two, two days after they called me and was like, Hey, so we're we're just going to go ahead and, you know, give you your pay now. We can go like, like it was something they were doing, like they were doing me a favor. We're going to go ahead and give you your pay now. And you know, uh, Friday could just be your last day. Are you okay with that? And I was, it wasn't no severance package talking about they was going to give me severance. They paid me those two weeks that I was going to work. And that was it. It was like $2,500. And for me, I had planned it where my last day was December 31st mm-hmm. so that the two-week pay will be two weeks in January, right? right? Like I would, but they played me, right? So now here comes January and I'm like, Ooh, what are we doing what now? We <laughs> what are we going to do? It wasn't shorter than the market. My capital wasn't that big. You know, of course, I'm going to spend some of that money that I made. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and lost a lot of the money that I made. So I'm over here like, oh my God, like, you know, God carry me, you know, but I know I needed, I know I believed in myself. That's what I do know. I know that I believed in me sharing how to trade because yeah, maybe I didn't have enough capital at that time, but I definitely know how to trade. I definitely know how to read a chart. I definitely know how to chart. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this information is important and I'm giving it out for free. I'm just teaching people the difference between trading and investing. That you can literally make money faster with trading versus investing. Nothing wrong with investing, but you can make much more money faster in trading. And because of the whole pandemic, I'm glad people weren't really super investing because look how far it fell. If you know the market now, we ran into a straight bear market right after that huge bear market. And so um, I always taught that trading for me was faster and, you know, it's, it's less of a risk if you ask me. It's a big risk, but it's less of a risk than investing in a sense at times because of the market sentiment, because of what's going on in the market. I would never tell anyone not to invest. I'm just saying you have to know what you're doing, Definitely. right? And so for me, making money, you needed, I needed to trade. So January comes, God sends like this miraculous production coordinator job because, you know, being in film, it was a remote production coordinator job. Girl, they was paying me freaking $50 an hour, $45 an hour. Then they boosted it up to 55 I did that from January to that is a finesse. That is a finesse. That is a finesse. That is a finesse. A finesse. So that whole time I'm giving out a free trade immersive investing webinar once a month. I did that once a month. And so now I'm developing off the charts. Off the charts code is being born through all mm-hmm. of this. And I get on Instagram in April and I come across Courtney Sanders. She is a like entrepreneurial guru type of person. Like she is amazing. She's a godly woman. And um, I mean, literally it was an ad that popped up on Instagram. She was one of the first people I followed 
on the account finessing failure. Look she at that. is one of, and I still follow her to this day, but she's so inspirational mm -hmm. and I love her she's content so and she yes. is coming from a very genuine and raw place. And I, I love exactly. concentrators who are authentic. So of course I'm going to love her. Yes. She is. Exactly. That's that girl. That's that girl. That's that girl. Courtney is it. I, I would go listen to her podcast, but her, what came up was, so this is about April, I think. What came up was, um, and this is after I did a brand shoot and all of this, right? Because now I'm like, um, when I was working, I said, okay, I have money to do a brand shoot. I ended up finding someone that's amazing named Jackie. She did my brand shoot out here. It was just like, everything was aligning for Off the Charts. Right. Company, right. And then I ran to Courtney. Boom. I'm literally just scrolling on Instagram, not looking for nothing. And her ad pops up for a course for teaching you how to develop your course, right? right? And um, you know, and I know Danielle Leslie and all of that too, you know, all the things and all the people, right? But Courtney popped up and I had never seen her before. And I was like, who is this? I went and listen. And I actually, actually the year before I had a, uh, a phone conversation with a coach. I'm not gonna say her name because it was just horrible. And I felt like she just didn't even see me. She wasn't, she didn't even hear she me. She saw you as a number right? versus an actual yes. client. Someone that you she didn't to want to hear you. nothing I had to say. She was like a few minutes late to our conversation. It's like, girl, I'm about to give you money. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was, she was so unauthentic, mm. right? I mean, I, I wish I could say her name, but like, she just like, I was so, it, it actually threw me off from being, you know, a, a consultant or a coach. I literally shut the door. Like this was that the year before. And I was just like, okay, maybe that's not for me. And this is when I was still working before I, you know, decided to really quit. Oh, remember, I forgot to tell you. I had the visualization of me leaving that job. Yes. I wrote my two-week notice in July or June of that year. I have it dated, and I put it on my wall. I didn't get to leave the job to December, but those intentions were set because that vision, that vision board, these vision boards are so real. It was literally a full-typed-out letter, y'all, of like, I, you know, whatever. Whatever my resignation was, it was on that paper, and it was dated for June, whatever that was that year, mm. and I had it on my wall. In December 2021, I actually updated it to October because I was going to try to leave. Mm -hmm. And God was like, wait, be still. Know that I am Be God. patient. Be still. Be patient. It's be almost patient. that time, but not quite yet. It's almost that time, but not yet. And in December, whatever occurred allowed me to change the date to December, and I was able to turn that in. So, um, so yeah, that happened. So I was like, wait, that actually happened first. That's what led to me actually being able to let go of that job and fully believing in right. me. So, you know, boom, did the brand shoot, ran into Courtney and I took her course and it was like so eye opening and it just made so much sense. Right. I even had another phone conversation with another coach and at the time she charged too much for me, you know, $5,000 I said, you know, what you do is amazing. And when I'm at that point, I will double back. <laughs> but right now, all this, I made a lot of money with that company, but I paid, I was able to pay off all my bills. Like it was just like amazing. Again, do the brand shoot. That was over a thousand, you know, but then I ran into Courtney in that course and it was a thousand dollar course. And it was just right up my alley at the time, 997. Mm. And I was like, I can do this. This I can do. I couldn't do 5,000 yet, but I can do this thousand. This thousand is in my budget right, right. now. I did that thousand dollar course and I ended up, um, at the time it's so funny because I did a free accountability group back in January, read a book and God dropped in my heart to like have an accountability group for female entrepreneurs. Mm. And I reached out to about 10 that I knew about five to six of us were on a call for the whole month of February. We did a call a week and it was just an amazing, everyone said how amazing that was just having that sisterhood and being able to like talk about, you know, ourselves and just big up each other, share our wins for that week and our goals and things like it really, really helped us. So 
um, I was on a live in April and God just had me say, y'all, so if you want to sign up, you know, go ahead and, and grab my six steps to investing in you. And I'm going to do a 30 day wealth snowball challenge. Now, did you plan that? I was like, no. <laughs> no. So you just talked on live talking and, you, and it just came out. It just was like word vomit. At the said, end. So go ahead and grab this, this book that I made. It's going to be the six steps to investing in you. And boom, we're going to do a 30 day check. It was free too. At the end of the live, I bet you were like, now where, where did that come from? I said, and what am I going to do? <laughs> I ain't got nothing planned. Literally nothing. I had no outline. Because you know, they teach us this, have an outline and all that. I had nothing. It was all God. I had about 20 some people sign up. How about that? Well, you started. And that, I had only asked for 10 people. So the thing is, I said between five and 10, I had 20 people sign up. Mm. That was God. Yeah. So how did you, did you trail it down to just 10 people or did you take the whole 20 plus? I took them all. Cause look, it was 30 day well snowball. I knew them. I knew most of them. And it was just like, I wanted them to get this information. Right. So we ended up having like, it was a four week thing. It was 30 days. So we ended up having an initial conversation. And then, um, the first two was just kind of opening up and breaking down what I saw as the well snowball, how to, you know, get you into this and how to, you know, get your life adjusted with budgeting and all these different things, how to invest in yourself. We covered the six steps to investing in you. Right. And then next thing I know, I also had, um, a woman that is like an expert in, in, in home mortgages. She came and spoke. And then I had a woman that's an expert in credit repair. She came and spoke. And then we had our finale at the end and um, I gave away, like literally gave away some crypto, like, cause I, I was teaching them about crypto and all these different things and stuff like that. I had prizes and stuff, you know, giveaways. It was just amazing. Um, and then at the end, I was able to actually offer my program cause I developed a program for trading. Let's talk about yeah. that MSI. Yes. See these additional MSIs, girl, like we, we trading now, right? First we had a job. Then we like opened it. Uh, um, we had a little apartment building for somebody, right? Or a little apartment, little space, right? And then, um, then we trade in right on top of that. And then, you know, we doing affiliate marketing too. Don't forget the affiliate marketing. Don't forget it. I was affiliate marketing for Chris too. I made that money on right, Because of the course you bought and you were like, this is, this is a quality course. So why not? Okay. It's only authentic. I would only so I would only affiliate market for things that was authentic to me too, right? It wouldn't just be anything. Though. That's because so I see so many ads. I want to see something that's real. Okay. Yeah, I took the course, so I was okay with sharing it with other people. I would never affiliate for anybody that I don't do the work in myself. Right. That I don't fully believe in. That's just me. That's just my. That's me. Come stock, right? And then, yeah, fifth thing we invest in. I had. I'm invested in crypto. I have so much investments in crypto. It's crazy, right? There's mm. five MSIs now. We got, we up to five. Mm. Okay. Okay. So this is what, this, and then now boom coaching. <laughs> Here we go. Didn't even know. Okay. And so then I have, I developed the course and I shared it with just those, those 20 women, no one else. So the world, even right now to this day, the world outside of this doesn't even know. No one on my Twitter, nobody on Instagram know that I even have a course. Mm. It was literally only shared with these women because it was almost like, it was special to me to deliver it to them because I saw their tenacity in those 30 days. You see what I'm saying? I saw who was, you know, I saw those that were very disciplined. You know, I was able to reward the ones that were extremely disciplined. You know what I mean? So of course some people fell off. Of course some people, you know, didn't really keep it with them. That happened. 
you know what I'm saying, is going to happen. But I was able to offer the program and I had six people that wanted to do my goal call. Right. And I called it a goal call because for me, it was like, I need to understand your goals. Like, what do you want to do? Of course, it, it really it's not. It's truly about the authenticity, about knowing what people really need and want and if your program works for them. Because it may not. It may not be for them. I literally had a conversation with all five people, all six people, five people signed up. And then one person I knew before the call, I almost canceled the call, but I knew before the call that she wasn't ready for it. And that's what the application is for. That's why, you know, you do all of that part of your, you know, um, vetting. So you can really understand, like, is this for them? It's very because, okay, um, I've had this happen to me and I've had courses where I was about to buy it. And when I had Mm -hmm. that one-on-one call, it just didn't seem right for me anymore. Like everything outlined in the course was perfect. The price was perfect. But as soon as I hopped on the call with this lady, it just didn't seem like that course was going to be built for me. And it wasn't for me. And it's, it's important that the clients vet, you know, the coach, but it's also important that the coach vets your clients because you can let a thousand people in, but if only 800 of those thousand people actually take your course seriously and go through, you're going to have 200 people who are unsatisfied who are thinking that your yep. course is a scam who i wasted my money well you wasted your money because this course wasn't for you period Not where you are right now later on in life maybe a year from now two years from now when you learn x y and z you come back to this course and it'll have been everything for you but it's not exactly you're not ready for it in the space you're currently in exactly so. That's exactly what I felt. She wasn't ready for it in the space that she was currently in. This is from just conversations she she and I had had prior to the goal call. Right. I just knew off top, I was like, she's not in the headspace for this. Excuse me. And it's fine. You know, again, you have to, I think it's, it's a duty as a coach to do that because you want to provide transformation. Yes. Right. People need to have their lives transformed by the information that you share with them. Yes. If you can't deliver that to that person, not that it's your fault. It's just that it's just something that's not for them. Something, at that time. something between the two of you did not align, and there that is the yeah. reason for separation. And you can't be upset yep. because, as your job, as your duty is to make sure that the people you're intaking are people that are going to take you seriously, people that are going to take exactly. themselves seriously, who are ready to invest in themselves, not just monetarily or yeah, monetarily, but yeah. from a space of I want to do better for myself. So I'm actually going to try. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be all or nothing. Exactly. And a lot of people sign up for these courses expecting that overnight transformation and all they have to do is read this book or, you know, take this test that she aligned. And it it changes. But you have to put the work in. And I've also realized that as course creators and as coaches, our courses are literally just an ebook, and that's it. And you have maybe Mm -hmm. a one-on-one call here and a live there, but that's it. And there is no interaction between you and the clients that you're onboarding. So it's both of you at the end of the day. And I feel like if we're going to be coaches, we need to be actual coaches. We need to be teachers. Your teachers would give you the material, test your material, go over the material, and then continue the process. But here you are giving the material out, have no test, have have no sequence after that and expect Yep. So many phenomenal results, and that's not how it works. It's going to work for right. maybe ten percent of the people, but the other ninety are going right. to be unsatisfied, and your program is not going to go well. So, right, tell me about the results from the five people you onboarded to your program. 
Oh my goodness. So while we were in the course, when I say I had so many like ahas from them, so many like, wow, like I didn't know this, like, wow, this has really opened my eyes. Like I can't say most of them still journeyed into trading because you know what trading is. Trading isn't, it isn't for the faint of heart it's not, per se. It's not. That's trading is something. You see, but I mean, I feel, I feel that all of us can get something from it. And that's why I, my program is wrapped up to show you that you can use it as a supplement. Mm. I don't teach it as a full-time thing just yet. I'll be there, but right now I don't teach it as a full-time thing. I, th I teach it as supplement because we are super moms. My, for me being a super, I was a single mother at a certain point in my life. Yeah. My mom was a single mother. You see what I'm saying? So for me, being able to use the market, like the market allowed me and my husband to move out of my mom's house. Right. It allowed my husband, my husband got a, a, a bigger car because he needed to get back and forth to work since we moved a little bit further. Right. A newer car or whatever. Well, he got a brand new car. Let me just say what it was. He got a brand new car. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, me to retire my job, me believing in myself enough to leave the job alone. Right. Like the stock market has fully transformed my life. But you see what I'm saying? Only because you used it as a supplement versus going in with the idea of this is going to be how I quit my job or this is you use yes. it for the small that things at the first. Goal. The goal wasn't that exactly. at all. And I feel like when people go into stuff like the stock market or go into business, their mindset is in two years, I want to be here. So I need to make this work instead of learning along right. the way. Right. And we give up because in six months, we're not where we thought we were going to be because we didn't set intentional goals. We set these ridiculous right. goals, these not yep. non-realistic goals. And yep. now we're like, no, it's not working for me. I'm going to give up. It's not working for me. So, and then, and, and that's where we get into a, Like you said, it's, it's the mindset. I actually, I teach that. I, I have a, you know, I think I have a video recently on there that was talking about that mindset that new traders come in with, like, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to make a lot of money. Like my page didn't even say that. <laughs> my page don't say you're going to come in and make a lot of money. My page say I went through a lot. I've been able to put it all together into like one package but you have to do the work. I started every week letting, because we did a live every week mm -hmm. and I went over the information like step-by-step step, as a teacher. And I was like, look, you have to do the work to get the transformation, to know how to do this. So, you know, at the end, I had multiple women that were like, oh, I'm gonna go back over the course. Like, because it was just that good that I need to, I need to get it in me even more. And right? you never like, learn everything the first time you hear it anyways. Not at all. You never learn Especially everything like the first time. In the live. Not in a live. Like if you can, so that's, I actually believe that the recorded versions are actually much better than the live. I like doing the live. Of course I do live, but the recorded information, you can pause. You can take <laughs> you some notes. That. You can write, you can write it down. You can timestamp it. That is exactly. always going to be there. And like I said, you never learn everything the first time you hear it. That's why we read books several times. We go over yes. the same information in class Thanks. several times. We do a yes. exact, we do a review from the things we learned prior to, like you never learn everything the first time. And the more people realize that, the better your courses will be that you are pushing out to people. Exactly. There, exactly. there so, are so many different learning styles as well. So if you're just yeah. on live and you're talking, I need a visual aid in the bank. Yeah. I need something See, some here. You don't know how people interpret information either. Right. I need a little right? printout, like, something I can write down while you're talking. Yep. And once we get that down, Courses will be a thousand times better. Learning yeah. will be a thousand times better. So your course, now it's becoming a little saturated too. You know, with everyone's a coach, everyone's a consultant, everyone's this. You know, and it's like, but you got to know. My thing is, 
we do all need mentors. Don't get me wrong. Definitely. You see, we all need solutionists. We need people that has gone before us and paved the way. They've done it. They've, they're successful at it. They have their receipts. You know what I'm saying? Give me my and receipts. so they can show you how to do it. Right. You know what I mean? So it is important. So that's why, again, it's back to that understanding. Who do you mesh with? What works for you? Like you said, you've had, you've reached out to coaches. It didn't work at you. on the phone call. He's like, I'm good. I'm Same good. With me. Like, uh, I just don't think I'm this program good. fit for me right now, but I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Um, and exactly. that's how you can end it right there. You don't have to go into this long spiel trying to get to know them. No, they should come yeah. out as who they are when they step foot on that phone call to talk to you. They yeah. should be exactly who they are when they're your coach, when they're your mentor, when, you know, you're a prospect the entire way. Yep. They should always be themselves and you should, you should, you should resonate with that. Mm -hmm. So I will say, um, I guess to, to almost get closer wrapping up, but the instant millionaire, what I ended up doing. So after we did Courtney, right. did the course and I did, um, I was able to do my group and then I did the program, which I'm saying it just how God aligns things. It was right next to each other. I didn't know I was going to give this cool, um, the 30 day wealth snowball challenge for free. The next thing I know Courtney pops up and it's like, oh, I can build out my program. So I actually had this program mapped out since like the year before. I just never, you know, I didn't know what I was going to really do with it yet. And then boom, here come Courtney right. coming in and giving me some guidance on that. And this was one of those just recorded courses. I didn't even, I never even talked to the woman. Okay. But it was like mm. you said, I was at 10% that this is at that time is exactly what I needed. Right. So, right. It was so I took that course. Um, and then somehow but yeah, I did the did my program for everyone, and you know I'm still I'm still in motion. I'm doing my my biweekly still, and I, I have a weekly newsletter. I was doing all of this. I started my podcast, started developing my YouTube channel. I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the things. Yes to the podcast. Yes to the yes. YouTube channel. Okay, all of it. Doing all the things, and then next thing I know, um, you know, so I I read this. I came across. I just opened YouTube, and it was on my home feed, the Instant Millionaire. And I was like, what is this? Mm. And I started listening to it and he's just telling a story. And it's about this young man that is just tired of his job. He's fed up. He's not getting anywhere. He's like, me making 25000 a year is not going to cut it. Like, how am I going to get anywhere? With, you know, it's, it's not enough. And he ends 25K? up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I spent twenty five k in toilet paper a year. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. We like that's not enough, right? So he, he no, goes it's not. and talks to his, his uncle, and his uncle says, "You know what? Since you sound like you really, really are interested in something, I'm gonna introduce you to the instant millionaire." And so that's how it starts, and it's just this whole journey that you're listening to about this young man um, trying to figure out even how is he gonna make, how is he gonna become a millionaire, right? But he goes and talks to a millionaire. And um, some people say that the story is a is a fable. Some say that when he starts, when a, when the book first starts, he actually says, "I teach or I teach. I wrote this as a fable so that people can really take it in." I truly believe it's whatever you believe, mm -hmm. right? Every what everybody has to mm -hmm. always remember: you can do what you feel and believe you can do, and you can't do what you feel and believe you can't do. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, right. I believe in this book, and I have heard this book now about like I said the fourth time that I've read it or listened to it rather and every time like I'm so moved I'm so like yeah this is it and then I actually started a four I was going to do a four day um challenge last year that, like right before I went on my hiatus and when I say mm -hmm. this is the truth this is the truth nobody signed up 
right? This is the first time I put it out and I actually had a dollar amount to that one. I had put it out for like $97, like a, a four day challenge. I was going to, you know, teach all this budgeting and all these different things or whatever, um, how to invest in yourself for, I think it was four day, four day investing yourself something. I can't even think about what it was, but, um, no one signed up, not one person. This is the first time I did all of my things, right? I went through DMs. I went through you know, all my emails. Like I did all of the vetting I could do. Not one person signed up. This is real, y'all. This is as authentic as I can be with everybody. Nobody signed up. Mm. And that did hit hard. That hit hard. I was I like, did. oh, my God. Like, because after all this success in this that I'm doing, I'm off the charts code, right? I'm, I have an LLC. You know, she was holding LLC. I opened that actually in 2021. In February, I didn't know it was going to, you know, have a DBA as off the charts code, right? I got the podcast, right. podcast, YouTube going. I got all this stuff happening, all the things, and not one person signed up. After I done made mm. about $5,000 from my program, now one person signed up for $100. Mm. I said, hmm, I needed to take a step back. And then at this time, right after that, this was in August, right in by the time September came, that's when prop trading fell in my, literally I'm on Twitter, I mean, Instagram and the prop trading, see, see what I'm saying? You don't give up, right? You just keep moving forward. Correct. Keep pushing. Trading, you keep pushing. Prop trading fell in my lap. Literally, it was like an ad for a prop firm, right? And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I do need more leverage. Let me see what this is about. And this is, I actually had to teach myself from September to now, which is January. I blew up so many accounts, y'all. So many challenges I lost. I Because I, I'm thinking like, I know how to do this. I'm going in here with this mentality of what I was trading before. And it's like, this is a whole nother right. ballgame. I had to learn a whole you new had to pivot. I had to pivot. Yes. It was a whole shift. Like, but God was doing this because this is a whole new realm that I'm going to be able to share with everybody now, you know? And so all right. of that happened from, like I said, September to January. And I did, I finally passed my challenge. <laughs> so um, I'm now a funded trader. Yes. And it was just so, so it was such a journey. It, it really grew me into such a, a phenomenal trader. I'm such a much better trader now, too. That is crazy. My program is still really good. It teach all the basics. Like, you will know how to trade. You will be able to be profitable, right, for supplement. Right. Now, with me doing full-time trading straight, like, with this prop firm, this is a whole nother ball game. You know what I'm saying? And so mm. I was just like... It was so much weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, I had stopped doing my weekly newsletter. Like I literally went into in a hiatus. Like I said, I had to tune into me and see what I really wanted. I knew I needed more leverage. Great. I knew I needed all these things. And then this is what came knocking at my door was prop trading. And it's so funny because I actually bought a course back in April of last year. And since the guy, Day Trading Addict is the guy on YouTube. I absolutely love his stuff. Um, it taught Forex and stuff. They talking about pips and ticks. I was like, it has nothing. I thought it was going to teach me, you know, because I was day trading momentum. I always day traded, you know, in regular stocks. So I thought it was going to give me some strategy for that. And a little bit, but most of it was for this. So I kind of shut it out. It wasn't until last year, November, after I started the trading, the prop um, firm, uh, prop firm trading journey, blowing up accounts, you know, joining other communities. They trying to charge you like $150 a month to be in a community girl, all this type of stuff. I'm telling you, I done went through the ringer. Yeah. And 
I taught myself the MT5 platform. I taught myself, you know, um, all of these different pairs, what pips were, all of this stuff. Then it wasn't until November, I opened that course again and I was like, wait a second, all this stuff I just taught myself, he's teaching in this course that I paid for already. I just blew up several accounts and all the information yes. that I needed was in this book. This book that I didn't open up, that I didn't pay attention to, that I just pushed to the side. Mm. That's what happened. And then the community is free because it comes with the group. I mean, it comes with the course and the community is amazing. I'm in that community now. I love all the people in there. We all support each other. We all push each other. It's so like, just, it's amazing. Right. And again, I, I, I finally passed my challenge. I passed my challenge. My strategy is strong and now it's maintaining the account, you know, and now it's growing from there. And right. I'm just elated that this was the thing that actually it was like iron sharpening iron. I really had to dig deep. Like when I say my journaling even ended up, at first I was just journaling. I literally record my trades now and rewatch them. Ooh. I have a full playbook now of setups that I know are my setups. Like, I mean, my, my trading has come to a whole nother level, right? And I'm able to make way more money now because I have the leverage. So I am like, I'm thankful for it. I'm so thankful for the journey. I just listened to Instant Millionaire again last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. I'm myself going, you know, so, yep, that was the journey. Okay, so we're going to wrap up by asking this last question, and this is probably the most, well, no, I have two more questions. Okay. The second to the last question is, what is a piece of advice you would give someone who wanted to start trading, um, who wanted to go into whether it was Forex or prop trading or OTC or just regular stock market, what advice would you give them in order for them to start? Invest in yourself. Learn mm. about what you want to do, you know, and start very small. Literally, don't go in with that, the mentality we all go in with because we've all failed <laughs> and then had to do it over, you know. Start small. Yep. That's what I had to start over. I'm like, if you have an extra 10,000, only put 1,000 in. And th then when you put 1,000, only trade with 100. Literally, like try mm. to make a dollar, try to make $2. Don't go for trying to make 500 in your first trade or even trying to make 100 in your first trade. Like it is scary. Right. It's like doing double dutch because especially if you don't have the knowledge and that's why it's very important to find a mentor, find a course. I'm sorry, find a course that you can take in and learn the basic because you need to know what these candlesticks are doing. You need to understand market momentum and sentiment. You need to understand a lot of different things before you just like, I'm going to just Geronimo in this. You know what I'm saying? It'll save you a lot of money. It'll uh -huh. save you a lot of heartache. <laughs> Straight up, it's like a relationship with kids. <laughs> and you just, really, you really need to, and that's, you know what? I've gotten a lot of inquiries lately for, um, and I guess because I passed the challenge and different because I haven't really been posting stuff like that. And people mm -hmm. are now starting to ask again, like, hey, do you have a program? Do you do this? Do you do that? I want to do the trading versus investing webinar again, free webinar. I don't even want to offer a program mm -hmm. afterward. I just want to give information again. So I think I'm going to do my, my, right. my roundabout about that again. Just share. And then now because I have this added prop information to and options, I don't went down each journey now. Right. At first, I wasn't teaching anything. Right. Options. I didn't do options, but. Now I don't went down the options, you know, rabbit hole. I don't went down the prop trading rabbit hole. Like I don't, I've always, my goal was to always be a versatile trader. When I first started, I want to be a versatile trader. I want to mm -hmm. go to trade this trade. Now I short, now I short the market. I make a lot of money short the market now, you know, I didn't do that before. 
So, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do next is um, have another trading versus investing session um, webinar and just like, you know, share the information, let people understand there's a difference between trading and investing because it really, really is. Right. You know, and understanding right. um, who you are, what's your personality, how is it going to work for you and your schedule? So that's what actually that webinar is really about. I really dig into into um, your personality and different things like that. So, okay. Okay. Now I know our interview has been early in the morning, so mm -hmm. we didn't get a chance to have a drink, but oh, yes. after a day, after a week or a month where you saw nothing but success, you ain't told the stock market about your success, but you saw nothing but success. What drink do you settle down with at the end of that month that I have had a great month? What do you drink? Girl, listen, after all those failed challenges, y'all know, I will. I want to say January, I ended the month in um, 3,400 something K. That was my, that was my profit for that month. And mm. that's a big month for me when I know that I was in passing, like I was getting that close to passing. I did, I probably got so close, like maybe five times and boom, failed, right? right? And this was the most consistent that I'd ever been within this whole month. Actually, within um, three weeks, because I didn't, I didn't count the first week. But the last three weeks of January, I came, I ended the month in three thousand four hundred something dollars, right? And that was just big for me and huge. And y'all, my drink, okay? I have basil Hayden and sweet tea. That is my drink right now. For I mean, I love basil. Basil Hayden. That was what my, my choice, okay? That was, and my reward, I'm going to a spa on Sunday. I actually rewarded myself for, you know, following my rules. I had all these goals for January and I followed my, my, my rules and I nailed my, it was like three goals, you know, no overtrading. I was um, up in my lot size to two lot sizes. And, um, oh, what was the last one, y'all? I can't even think, can't even think, but it was three things and I nailed all three. I had I've had two days where I overtraded. Don't don't you know? Don't hold me. But I understood what happened and what I did from journaling and everything. But basil Hayden and sweet tea—that is the drink. Mm. I'm gonna have this weekend. It's today Friday, right? I'm gonna have that tonight. <laughs> right, it's Friday. Have your basil Hayden, girl. I love it. I really want to thank you for being on the podcast. Um, I'm actually about to stop the recording. So. Okay.